Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is Two Brothers Review, the podcast where uh, we talk about movies that have come out recently and give our thoughts and opinions. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And we're ready to review. This week we're going to be talking about Marvel's The Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Long time coming to get all the buildup for this movie. Before we get into the movie this week, we wanted to share our favorite ensemble movies. And I'm going to go first... For me, I think it has to be Ocean's Eleven. I loved uh, how all that team came together, the different characters, how they played off of each other. And, you know, when that came out, I thought it was so fun to see all those big movie stars and people that I, you know, saw as sort of leading men in other movies come together and and act in one movie and, and really, you know, bring all their different skills to that. Yeah, that was pretty... I mean, I'm sure it was done before. I'm not enough of a history of cinema person to know, but it seems like at the time it seemed pretty uh, surprising and fun. Yeah, how about you? What's your ensemble movie choice? My favorite ensemble movie, I think... Well, the first one that came to my mind was The Usual Suspects, which I really liked. Uh, I remember... um, Well, obviously it has the great twist and great characters. And it has that kind of noir-y feel. Um... Like, they do a good job getting into a genre. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Let's move on to the Infinity War. And kind of just jump in with sort of our general thoughts around the movie. How how do you think they did pulling all these different storylines together, pulling in characters from, you know, still within the Marvel Universe, but pretty separate sides of that, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um, I mean, I think they did a good job of pulling in the characters, I think. That was a really hard thing to do, and it was pretty smooth. I I am not a huge fan of Marvel um, superhero movies, but I do like it when it's good characters and and pretty exciting or you know unex- unexpected. I think is something that I like a lot, and this one had a lot of stuff that was pretty unexpected and a lot of really good character moments. I thought too, so. I thought those were strong points in the film. Yeah, I think it was impressive to be able to you know, try to focus on these different storylines and give it enough time to really feel like you were spending time with the different characters and not waiting to reveal something to the next time they went back to a group of characters. I feel like they stayed with the different scenes long enough for things to actually develop and happen, you know, and then cut to the other, you know, another group of people and show kind of what was happening with with them. And I think sort of weaving it that way made me feel satisfied with what I was seeing as it was moving through the movie. And then, you know, kind of interested in seeing how it would all sort of work together. Yeah, you definitely started, I feel like, uh, so you started trying to guess how the storylines are going to come together. And I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing, but yeah, like feeling like you're waiting for, um, how, how is this group going to end up in the same place as this group? Yeah, and I think we talked in the past about other Marvel movies, about sort of the the direction they've been going with the comedy and how many quips and things like that. How did you feel this movie did with sort of the dialogue and moving moving through it with the with the comedy? Well, I I thought the comedy was yeah. I mean, I I don't want to rag on Thor um, Ragnarok, but that I just like the comedy in this one better. I I don't think it is better. I think it's a stylistic thing. But just I thought I felt like it was more based on 
um, character and more based on being sort of clever about if this character is this way, what would they do in this situation um, than it was on being kind of on, on delivering things in a deadpan way or underplaying things like I feel like in Thor. So, for example, <laughs> I thought uh, the way that um, Chris Pat's, Pratt's character got threatened was really funny. What's his name? What's his character's name? Why can't I remember it? Star-Lord or Peter Quill? Oh, yeah. Star-Lord and Peter Quill changing his voice and, and saying how uh, he also had to kill his father. and <laughs> That was uh, such a funny moment. Um, I mean, they still... And then uh, I don't know the name of the guy that's big and has purple skin. Drax. In, Drax? Okay, Drax. Drax was pretty funny with the raising up the food really slowly and I feel like Tony Stark's jokes are always that he's kind of an egotistical jerk until there he until he isn't, you know, and he has the heart of gold that turns on in the moment of need and he does the selfless thing. Those jokes are always like slightly less funny than <laughs> for me than I think they intend, but I think this movie also benefited from having so many different, you know, characters and scenes that it wasn't always the same person having to deliver those kind of comedic moments. And so you got to see the things with, you know, Peter Quill or I thought one of the funniest moments was between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange where they introduced themselves. And he's like, oh, we're using our made up names. (laughs) I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> and just yeah. being able to space space it out that way, I feel like kind of varied the delivery and the style of the comedy to fit the different characters, which made it uh, a bit more seamless in this movie. Yeah, the the general in Wakanda, I think she had some pretty funny lines. She's a funny character. She just doesn't like she's uh, she doesn't suffer fools, you know. So I like her little quips. Um, Doctor Strange is not funny at all, really, is he? Not really. No. Poor guy. I think it's because I think it's because Benedict Cumberbatch is not funny at all. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, <laughs> I love him. I love him. Everyone loves Sherlock, but <sighs> yeah, Doctor Strange not the strongest character in the MCU. I feel like they didn't include any of his backstory. You know, like he was kind of floating. Not, none of his motivations were tied back to or related to what we knew about him from previous movies, really. Like, you know, he was a doctor, right? So, I don't know. That should, I feel like that should come up, or there should well, be something. And, uh, yeah, I think other movies had been... I guess his one connection is that the time stone, he has one of the Infinity Stones. But I don't feel like he... You know, he didn't even know who Thanos was, right? That was, like, a his one comedic moment where he's like, who's Thanos? Oh, was that, oh, was that comedy? <laughs> well, a little deadpan. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing you. Yeah. I thought Spider-Man's good. I, th- I like that actor a lot. I think he doesn't take himself too seriously. I think the one, I mean, we talked about a lot of the things about having this many people and this many storylines coming together where it covers, you know, it has to move really fast, but I do feel like the, kind of action and fighting got a little repetitive throughout this where you know Thanos with those stones could just totally change what happens and and at least twice people like 
almost killed him and then he just switched reality or turned back time and you know even before he had all the stones he just seems so powerful that it didn't really make sense to me that he would have been fighting with his fists at all you saw him turn Drax and the bug girl into like little you know shreds of things and and cubes couldn't he have done that as soon as he got to Wakanda to all the people fighting yeah it doesn't make any sense (laughs) that's my mistake I should not have been trying to make sense of it and this is the great tragedy of Marvel superhero movies they don't have someone at the studio who reads the scripts and says that's illogical yeah I don't even know how they could have made it more reasoning but it's just like if you have so much power why are you then just punching people yeah also, I mean, the thing that bothered me the most about Thanos was, uh, actually, let me first say, I really liked Thanos, the the way he was played. It, it was, he was probably my favorite character, I would say, almost. Um, I thought he was so interesting, and I love Josh Brolin, the voice that he did was amazing. Uh, but, having said that, why in the world does he not just kill people? <laughs> He just continually let people live and then had to fight them again and then let them live and then had to fight them again. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy's super evil. He would not let, he would not let, um, he left, I mean, the first scene, he left Thor, right? Yeah. Alive. There's just no reason to. The, he left the guy that, um, forges the weapons. He left, who else? Anyway, it happened all the time. I can't remember all the details, but... Yeah, but maybe he likes sort of that randomness of the killing, right? He always divides groups and kills half, or when he did the, kind of the, when everyone faded to dust, it was just sort of at random. Maybe he doesn't want to be the person that has to choose who's dying. He wants it to be more kind of nebulous about what happens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was it at random? You don't think it was? No way. Well, at random in the universe of the movies or at random in the planning of who would be able to overcome Thanos in the next movie? <laughs> uh, I don't uh, I don't know the difference between those two. They they kept the people who were the original Avengers. They didn't let any of the original Avengers get killed off. Interesting. I didn't I I I did not realize that. But also, don't you think probably all of them are going to come back to life? Absolutely. Especially Gamora. I think she has to because she's the the most, well, I would argue the most interesting part of the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy series. Well, and uh, Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, not Marvel. <laughs> we loaned you our, our superhero and, he, and he's dead? R- what? Well, yeah, yeah. I think they're all coming back. That's I'm, and I've seen some people have a real problem with that. Like, there's no stakes in this movie because everyone's gonna come back. But that doesn't bother me as much. I don't know. I I feel like seeing the kind of development of the process or how they're gonna get them back will be interesting. Yeah, and I feel like people watch this movie in part because they're all coming back. I mean, that that's the whole point of superheroes. You never. You never eliminate them. But do you think um, that brings me to the question I had, which is I'm, I'm a little bit worried that uh, 
Loki's not coming back. I think that is probably true. That's messed up. Tom Hilson, if I had to choose to if I had to choose to protect any of the superheroes <laughs> from being killed like in a, you know like a draft, Loki would have been my protected one cuz Tom Hilson's the best. Yeah, he does have a good kind of delivery and style and his character is so kind of compelling. Yeah, he's always interesting. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm mad. I'm mad if he's done. I really am. I wonder if he just wanted to get out of the the movies. Maybe he thinks he's getting cast as James Bond, and so he's got to clear up his schedule. Oof, him and Idris Elba got out in that first scene. Now they can fight for <laughs> 007. <laughs> they're, they're, they're both in the pitch room, and they're like, no, I'll die. No, 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 I'll die. No, no, I'll die. Don't worry, dude, you should stick around, trust me. My agent told me. Things get really good for Hemdall for movies down the road. <laughs> You're his best friend. He hates me. Oh my gosh. That's true. I wonder if those two were ever in the same room filming. So much of this movie is CGI. They... All of it. Everything except that, that forest scene at the end. They probably all just moved to Atlanta for two years and made, made these movies. Yeah. Did they do them in Atlanta? Uh, yeah, I think Marvel has their big studio there. I just read an article in the New York Times this week about the Atlanta film industry, and they mentioned the big movies that have been made there. And they didn't say anything about a Marvel studio, but now I'm curious. I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Georgia, the state of Georgia uh, has a bigger industry than any country in the world, a bigger it, film production industry besides the United States, obviously. Why that's do you the, think? That's what the article said. I don't know. Their state government just decided to make laws that are favorable for the film industry? Oh, yeah. If that's Yeah, sorry. Um, exactly. In 2009, they passed a law, maybe 2006, they passed a law that, um, you get a tax incentive of 30% of whatever you spend. So basically you're getting 30% off. Wow. And anything that's done with a Georgian production company. That's pretty cool. I know Black Panther was definitely filmed there entirely. Yeah. I think these were too. Uh, well, let's, let's get back to the movie. <laughs> I know, sure. I, I know there are a lot of characters. Do you, I don't know, want to highlight or talk about other other actors or how they how they did, what you liked, didn't like? Well, just speaking of one more thing about where they filmed it, I guess there's green screens. If you, I think the cheesiest part of the whole movie is the the Hulk's head inside of the Hulk <laughs> Iron Man robot in that last scene. Did you notice him in the background? Just like kind of floating there. I did it's, notice. It's so bad. It's such bad CGI. Oh my gosh. It looks like it looks like he, it's one of those photos at a funeral that's like faded around in an oval. Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought that was funny. Well, I don't know. I don't know how to go through them all. There are so many. It's too it's almost too many. It take a long time. I feel like Scarlett Johansson is great and she got very little action in this in this film. Uh, I guess Hawkeye's just done, done. Yeah, I think he's out. Too bad. Uh, Jeremy Renner's got some soul in him. Well, he has a tag movie coming out later this year, so I don't know about that. <laughs> the only way you could make that workable, if you got if you bring the soul, because it's not in the script. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they had a throwaway line of like why 
Hawkeye and Ant-Man weren't there. Like, no, they took a deal. They took the government deal to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked... Oh. I don't understand Paul Bettany's character. Like, I feel like... I feel like... I feel like I thought he was just a minor, unimportant character. Like, a weird, devised character to explain the ending in that other Avenger movie. But turns out he's one of the Avengers and important. I think not having read the comics really limits my understanding of it also. (laughs) I mean, if we want to talk about sort of the situation in the plot, they should have killed him early, early on. Yeah. Yes. They should have killed Dr. Strange too. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that their internal logic is we shouldn't make one person die for a half of the universe to live. I don't mean, I don't know which philosophy that follows, but. I do not agree with it. It's valuing the person close to you more than the people not close to you. Well, and think how many Wakandans died in that fight. Read it. It's illogical. I think there's no way to like explain it. It it's just, me still. it's just, it's just the rules of heroic movies, right? Yeah. You have to, you have to show this heroic love for your comrade in arms. You ha- really, what you have to do is you have to figure out a way to save your comrade and the world. I thought, I thought Chris Evans was good. Um, although I think I'm, I used to really dislike Chris Evans and then I saw him in Lobby Hero on Broadway a month ago and it blew my mind. He was so funny and so good. Oh, Like cool. one of the best performances I ever seen. I really loved it. So then I watched this movie and I was like, yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah. I mean, he was fine. He didn't have, he doesn't have much to do except be, he's kind of like a one note guy. But I mean, there's people that I saw it with cheered when he showed up and I mean yeah people love that character that's so weird because no one loves it no one loves that guy in real life that guy's like the geek he's like the nerd he's like the guy who who's like no guys we can't you guys we can't drink a little bit of beer we're underage (laughs) that's my example I'm gonna stick with it okay uh, yeah, he might not be the most popular, but... No, he is. What, what you're saying is he is, though, right? Oh, yeah, as Captain America, definitely. But if you took away that and it was just his character traits, no, I don't think so. Yeah, he's not cool. He's not a cool guy. Well, I think that's why him and Tony Stark are always in such conflict. Yeah. Pepper Potts got her her screen appearance. <laughs> Like, uh, Pepper, we need you here for 30 minutes, and then you can be done. (laughs) And she's like, two million? Okay. I did have this thought, how much do these actors who are in small roles get paid? I I didn't look it up. I wish I would have. Yeah. I bet they don't don't publish it, because I bet it would lead to endless fighting amongst the agents of these actors. Yeah. I bet it's pretty closely guarded secret. Yeah, probably. But yeah, like uh, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. Like, how much can they be paid for it? Well, Bradley Cooper did a lot of work. Vin Diesel does almost nothing in these movies. <laughs> he has three words. I like. I wish I could have been there when he first got the part. And he's like, uh, the whole time, this is what's in the script for me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can remember these lines. <laughs> he still hasn't written down. Just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. 
No, I'm just kidding. I, right. I, I like uh, Paul Bettany's girlfriend. What's what? I don't know her real name or her character name. She's an Olsen. She's okay. a sister of the Olsen twins. She was in Wind River. Uh, I think Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. And her character Scarlet Witch. How did she get her powers? This is so nerdy. <laughs> in the... <laughs> She's Sarkovian, that country that almost got destroyed in the second Avenger movie, and they had been doing testing on kids. And so it was her and her her brother was really fast, and they were working for the bad people, but then changed sides. What happened to her brother? He died. That's sad. I don't I don't remember this at all. Okay, cool. Is that the one where the city's up in the air? It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one was a little rough. Uh, these movies are ridiculous. <laughs> I liked her. I mean, she had kind of a small part too. I like the villains. I like the guy without a that the first guy that was so condescending. Yeah, his speech and the way he acted. Yeah, he was a fun villain. And then that woman who comes back and it's like you're going to die alone too. Yeah, do you know that's voiced by Carrie Coon, who was in the most recent season of Fargo? It's voiced by her, but not her? I don't think it is her, but yeah, voiced by her. That's weird. So are you excited to see the follow-up to this movie? Do you think they'll have a satisfactory conclusion? Oh, yeah, I think so. Well, I'm definitely going to, yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's Yeah, because this is like a mystery that's been laid open, and, you know, you want the satisfaction of... Seeing it come together. I mean, I think they'll do a good job. I don't think it'll be mind-blowing. I think everyone will be alive, except for Tom Huddleston. Yeah. Hiddleston. I think it is the same directors, uh, the Russo brothers. Yeah, it is. Do you have kind of thoughts on the direction in this movie? Oh, I mean, I I think they did a good job just because it was coherent and not confusing. I don't know. I mean, I think it's like a very particular kind of directing job. You're not getting a lot of depth or emotion. You're not getting, you're not needing to bring that out of your actors too much. They're doing their kind of stock impressions of these characters. So, Well, and I wonder how, how much control they have over the CGI kind of fight sequence, put, you know, putting that all together. I bet everything. I bet. I mean, I bet they get to tell them how what they want, and I get that they get to tell them this isn't good enough yet. I'm sure. That yeah, seems a pretty, right. like a pretty pretty involved process. Then. Well, do you think the CGI fighting was good? I mean, you thought it was boring, a little bit monotonous, but well done. Yeah, good. I thought the sequence on Titan was really fun to see all the different characters moving around and using their powers creatively. Um, yeah, no, I did. I do think the fighting was good in this movie. Yeah, I feel like they paired off a lot, which made the fight... I mean, I guess that that's a normal fight thing, but it makes it a lot simpler. What do you think... Uh, why do you think David Onayowu was missing? Oh, man. Do you know who that is? Is he the border guard? Yeah. Oh, because he's in prison for rebelling from Black Panther. <laughs> this is all hands on deck, man. Let bygones be, guy- be bygones when the aliens invade. Like I'm saying, a rhinoceros... Would have been beneficial in that fight. Right? That's that what guy's, I'm saying. That guy's in prison. <laughs> no. He needs they, to be. 
He deserved to die for treason against the crown is what he deserved. I I do not disagree. No, but did they explain away why he didn't come? I feel like they might have been like a one throwaway line too of why the, the border herds the herds people aren't there. I didn't catch it if they did. Yeah. Uh what did you think about the Hulk not being able to turn or Bruce Banner not being able to turn green? Yeah, I thought it was they played it kind of funnily, but I don't understand why that was necessary. Like, what part of the story did that drive? Like, why, why wouldn't he have been able to be the Hulk? Why wasn't he getting angry when his friends were getting killed? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I know the in the Thor Ragnarok, it was, you know, part of that Hulk-Bruce Banner relationship. And he was the Hulk at the beginning of the movie on that on that spaceship. So, I don't know. Within 30 minutes of being the Hulk, he couldn't be the Hulk again. It was a little weird to me. Well, I think I I thought this as I left the movie theater. I think the directors must have sat down with each of the characters and said, "This is where they start, and this is where they're gonna finish. This is a little arc that each character is gonna go on, and we got to give each one their own thing so that it's interesting. Also, probably to service the egos of the actors. And so I think they just you know had to come up with something for Bruce Banner, and that was their thing. He's He's dealing with the impotence of not being able to switch into the Hulk. No, you know, there's no like right or wrong or right. I, I mean, I guess the other actors, their their arcs are more integrated into the plot of the whole thing. Didn't he want to date Black Widow? I thought that was like a real thing. Like, why couldn't that have come up? It did come up. It was really awkward for like one line, but then they never talk about it again. Okay, but that was that was them that was dropping enough. that. Yeah, who said awkward? I can't remember which character says that was awkward. Uh, Falcon, the guy who's with Captain America. Oh, wait, buddy? Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Did you have a lo- Google question coming out of this? I Googled the directors because I, I wasn't sure. I guess I just had not paid attention in previous movies, but they this did is, a couple. This did is a couple not their s- first. They did a couple small, very small, it seems like, independent movies and then then they got to do um civil war okay and and now they're just cranking these things out and I mean, civil war used all the different characters i know it was a captain america movie but it's practically an avengers movie itself yeah i think it really is for sure and and led to this movie directly what do you think about chris hemsworth getting his eyeball back i thought it was I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. I thought the eye patch looked pretty cool. No way, man. If you have a face like that, you got to uncover it. <laughs> He's probably like, well, I just can't see very well, guys. It's, it's like it's hard to act with one eye closed. <laughs> I don't always know where all the tennis balls are on the green screen. <laughs> here? No, here? Wait, here? Um, sorry, I sidetracked us again. What did you Google? Yeah, I looked at uh, fan theories about who died. Like what? What people? How people thought they would bring them all back? So, sort of what they think the plot of the next movie will be. Okay. Anything good? It seems like that last kind of after the stinger scene is with um, Captain Marvel. And so I think they're going to work with her 
get the glove or gauntlet from from Thanos and turn back time. That's a that's a a pretty common theory people have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think do you think Captain America figured it out right at the end of the movie? Figured what out? What Thanos was doing, why the ones that disappeared disappeared. I think he figured it out and I think that's why he said, "Oh my god." I think he realizes uh what's happening. That half the people are dying. Well, the logic of it. I don't think we understand the logic. Like, why the particular ones that did die? Why them and not others? And how are they dying? And are they dying? I mean, we don't know they're dying, I guess. We just know they're disappearing. Yeah. I also think Doctor Strange... I mean, Doctor Strange says himself that he saw it all. And he knew that one out of the 14 million eventualities... Um, they went in, and I think he knew that Stark had to be alive in that one. Definitely. Which is, why, which is why, yeah, he sacrifices the... So I think he knows, which is a weird thing. Like, he knows the future. Therefore, he shouldn't... I don't know. It just means he shouldn't be freaking out, because he should already know. It's hard to think about it in my mind. <laughs> the, like... <laughs> I don't know. Time jump movies... The logic always gets a little weird. It does. Right. It, really, it really only works to, to turn back time if you do it a little bit. Uh, because you, if you do it a lot, you turn back a lot of good things. If you do it a little bit from the current, from the present, then you can target and just do that bad thing that just happened. Just get rid of it. But I, I mean, I was thinking about it afterwards, like... In a lot of ways, you you wouldn't want to go back a long way in time because you might lose some of the victories that you won. Yeah, you could be undermining other things that have happened. I mean, it seems like they would just go back to the point where Thanos gets the last stone. Really? I think they should go back to where... Um, Loki dies. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Dang it, go all the way back there. Um, no, to the point where... Oh, what was I going to say? Now I can't remember. Sorry. I think they should go back to the point... I mean, they almost had defeated Thanos. They'd almost taken the gauntlet off, and, and Peter Quill get goes off the hook. And um, So I think if you just went back to that point, it's not going to be that simple. It's going to be some weird convoluted thing. Yeah. All right, any other likes or dislikes you want to make sure we cover from the Avengers Infinity War? Uh, that budding romance between Spider-Man and the bug lady is kind of weird, though, right? What bug lady? The bug lady that's in Star-Lord's crew. Between Spider-Man and her? Yeah. They flirted. He saved her. He held her. I think she's into Drax. Um, well, that's interesting. She is into Drax, and Drax, yeah. And Drax is not interested in her, obviously. Yeah. Also interesting that Benicio Del Toro is in it, but plays such a, he played such a small part, too. But it, it's a CGI version of him, right? Well, he's been in a couple of past ones as that character, the collector. You don't think that was really him ever? I don't know. It went by so fast, and he was never really well lit. But he seems skinnier, or kind of, it must, it must have been really him. Maybe it was just his face. He's like, me, but I'm a little bulky for Sicario, so 
tone it down a bit. So he's in uh, the Star Wars movies and in these movies. Yeah. Who else? Is there anyone else that's in both? Not that I can think of, no. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in these, plus he was in Star Trek. I guess he's probably done with Star Trek. Yeah. Chris Pratt in these, plus... Jurassic. World, plus... Isn't he going to be Indiana Jones? Is he? I didn't know that. I think... Or maybe maybe I'm misremembering that. I'm not sure. None of them are in the DC world. I wonder if they could even could be. I wonder if they have contractually can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's interesting. The guy Thanos is going to be in the Deadpool movie. Oh yeah, Josh Brolin is in the Deadpool movie. Yeah. But Deadpool He's... is owned by Fox because it's part of the X Men universe. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, it's different enough. He won't be purple. <laughs> no, he won't. He's huge in it, though. Jeez. Yeah. Thanos wasn't as CGI'd as you think. That's right. <laughs> Just that chin. Okay, let's give it a, a rating out of five. What do you think about this movie, Ty? I give it a four. Nice. I am also going to give it a four. I like this one a lot. I liked it more than I thought I would for a superhero movie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And then before we wrap up, let's just give another recommendation from something you've been watching or reading, want to share with people. Okay, well, mine was going to be, and I already talked about it a little bit, but if you're in New York in the next two weeks, you should go see Lobby Hero, a new play by Kenneth Lonegren. It's really funny as Chris Evans, as Michael Sarah. It has the character who plays the rapper in Atlanta. I can't remember that actor's name right now. The girl has a, a female cop in the story, and she's hilarious. I just laughed the whole way through. It was really, really funny. Cool. Uh, my recommendation, something I went and saw recently for the 60th anniversary of the movie Vertigo, and it came. It showed in a Cinemark theater, so I went and saw Vertigo and then was feeling an Alfred Hitchcock mood, and Remy and I watched Rear Window, and... I think Rear Window is better than Vertigo, but Vertigo is very weird in a sort of a sexual way that I did not remember from having seen it as a kid. Uh, but I would still recommend both of them. Kind of good thrillers. Weird in that some there's some coercive sexual uh, harassment going on, or what? Uh, well, yeah, well, he thinks he falls in love with a girl who's actually pretending to be another girl. But then he runs into that girl like a year later and doesn't know she was pretending to be this other girl. And he tries to transform her by getting her hair cut and dyed and changing the clothes she wears. And it gets weird. Yeah. That's why it's a classic. So that's my recommendation. Go check out an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Two Brothers Review. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, uh, happy to be back. Can't wait for the next one.